Democracy Speaks. I'm your host, Cindy Black. On today's program, I'll be interviewing Julie Wise, King County Elections Director. We'll be discussing her position at King County Elections, as well as some of the recently passed reforms and how those affect election operations, voter turnout, security, and other issues in elections. Here's a little background information. Julie was elected as King County Elections Director in November 2015 to serve a four-year term from 2016 to 2019. She has served King County voters for more than 15 years as a champion of best practices in election administration within King County and throughout Washington State. Welcome to the program, Julie. Um, Before we get into talking about your position in in elections, tell us a little bit more about yourself and why you got involved with elections work. Back in 2000, I actually started here at King County Elections as a temporary employee. I was going to the University of Washington, taking poli-sci classes, and I saw that there was a great opportunity to work as a part-time person for the county, answering phones specifically in 2000, helping our voters find their polling places. And so I was immediately hooked. I absolutely loved it, and I've been here ever since. So 18 years later, I'm still here at King County Elections. I've had the great opportunity of moving through every work group in the department, from voter services to doing voter registration, actually in GIS, where I helped precinct our voters, to ballot processing, doing signature verification and opening ballots, as well as election operations, where we manage uh, candidates and jurisdictions and build ballots. So I've really had a great opportunity of working the front line at the front counter, answering phones, um, and and being able to help our public, and also behind the scenes and making sure that our processes work. And it's just a, a... industry that I've loved ever since 2000 and uh, have worked my way up was the deputy director before running for director of elections and I'm passionate about elections and democracy and making sure that we remove barriers so that's how we got here. Wow so you've had a lot of experience and you've worked your way up and like you said in every department pretty much in in elections in King County. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what exactly does an election director do? What what is a typical day look like for you and I know it's probably different at different times of the year depending on when there's elections going on but what does take us through the day of a life of an election director 
Sure. So um, we're here 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. Um, I drive in from Enumclaw to our location here in Renton. I manage 65 staff members. Those are our permanent staff members. I have a leadership team of five managers that help manage different aspects of elections. And I have a wonderful team that I get to work with, a team that uh, many of them I've worked with for 15 plus years. And so I really have a hands-on approach because of my experience of working in every area in elections. I'm a really hands-on manager and I work with that team in ways for us to um, get creative and innovative about removing barriers to elections and how we can do even more in our communities to increase access. And then we do a lot of work around risk management as well as increasing our um, uh, process times and, uh, or decreasing our process times and increasing and streamlining our processes. So there's a lot of work. People often go, what do you do in elections when there's not an election happening? We have four elections here in King County, so it, that keeps us busy. And we're always planning ahead. So for a presidential election or a midterm election, those take years actually to um, make sure that we are going to be staffed appropriately, that uh, that we're prepared with our systems. So a lot of work here. I deal with, um, I get the opportunity to uh, meet with customers and uh, community uh, people across the county. And so it's actually a really busy job. 40 hours a week doesn't seem to ever be enough. So there's a lot of weekend things too, where I get to go out and talk to communities. It's really about listening to our voters and to our citizens about their concerns and about ways, again, that we can really make elections as easy as possible to navigate. So it's a busy job and I love it. Yeah, it's definitely not something that just happens around elections. It right. happens year round. Yes. There's a lot of work to do. So King County is the 13th largest county in the nation and has approximately 1.3 million registered voters. Is that correct? That's correct. And which must create some difficult uh, difficulty at times. So what would you say are the biggest challenges directing elections in such a large jurisdiction? Absolutely. So you know, King County is um, comprised of 191 jurisdictions. And so that adds a level of complexity as well, because King County Elections is running elections for all of those 191 jurisdictions. So we're talking water districts and sewer districts, hospital districts, cities, um, school districts, um, fire districts, as well as cities, and of course the county and state and federal elections. King County Elections is doing all of that. So there's some complexity there, especially when you have 1,300,000 voters. So um, just the pure size and magnitude of what we handle here in elections, um, it provides complexity to our work um, and, of course, can um, make the coordination of all of that be a little bit more challenging, I think, than some of the other jurisdictions, probably. Um, we also have to balance media, campaigns, and voters' desire for timely results. Um, so we're always pushing ourselves to make sure that we have meaningful election mm -hmm. results. And what I mean by meaningful is that voters and campaigns and media and candidates want to have results as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, and vote by mail, that is tricky um, because we see that 50% of our voters actually return their ballot on election day. So we're not able to post results on election night because we simply don't even have those ballots yet. They're still coming in through the post office. Yeah, and it can take still, days for those to get to you. It can take days. So that's another level too, I think being vote by mail and being the largest actually entirely vote by mail county in the country is a definitely a level of um, 
of complexity to it. I also think of what I, I continue to work really hard on, but is a challenge is to kind of um, sort of cut through the noise, if you will, to reach our voters, to make sure that they um, they know how the process works and that ultimately that their voice is heard um, by them voting. So how does King County compare to other counties in the state in regards to administering elections? What's the difference? Yeah, so King County is unique in a couple of ways. Um, one, just the, again, the size and the complexity of the county is it's one third of the entire voters in the state. So we have 39 counties in Washington state and all of those counties elect what they call an auditor, except for King County. They elect an auditor that's doing multiple different facets of government work. They're doing licensing, recording, um, and elections. Sometimes some of the counties are even doing um, animal services. So they, the auditors do way more than just elections in those smaller counties. Correct. Oftentimes they're managing budget for the entire county, their counties. So um, it's different in that, right, is that the, the director of elections for King County is the only director of elections in Washington state. Um, one thing I think is that, you know, we have 65 individuals here that are permanent. We also hire for a larger election 500 to 800 temporary employees as well. Um, other counties in Washington state don't have to hire to that degree. Um, my team here is very specialized. Um, we have to be because of the, the pure volume of ballots and voters that we have. Uh, my team's very specialized in that they are uh, voter registration uh, subject matter experts or their ballot processing subject matter experts. In smaller counties, they have to be experts on mm -hmm. all of the things. So while our size um, can, can create a level of complexity, um, I think that I, I'm in awe oftentimes of small counties and how they have just a few amount of staff members that have to do all of it. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, you're, King County is fortunate that they just have you to work on elections. That's your job is just elections yes. where auditors and other like you said, counties have to do all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. If you're just tuning in, I'm Cindy Black, and you're listening to Democracy Speaks. I'm speaking with Julie Wise, King County Elections Director. So let's get into some of the improvements and programs you've helped create and manage since you've been in this position um, around elections and voting in King County, especially helping voter turnout, which is always an issue for election officials, I would say. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, if there was that a magic button or a, a magic thing I could purchase to increase voter turnout to 100%, I would have bought it by now. Yeah. But I think we a lot of us oh, all of us would, way. right? <laughs> yes. Um, so, with the goal in mind of having 100% registered and 100% voting, some of the things that we're doing here in King County over the last three years. Um, First, ballot drop boxes. When I was first elected, we had 10 permanent drop boxes across a county of our size, which is huge, all the way north as far um, as uh, Bothell and all the way south down to Algona and then our Vashon Island and then all the way up to Snoqualmie. And we only had 10 permanent drop boxes and that was a real problem for our voters. Mm -hmm. So today we have 66 ballot drop boxes across so King County. that's a huge increase. Absolutely, we've added 56 drop boxes and we continue to add drop boxes every day to make sure that we're providing a 24-7, 365-day ballot box out in our communities, which is a great billboard for voting. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we know that over 50% of our voters use those drop boxes to return their ballot. It's a great, secure method um, for our voters that they've really appreciated. And we've seen, again, 
over 50% of voters using Dropboxes, where we used to only see about 15% of our voters using Dropboxes. So that's Dropboxes. really increased. So that's really increased access for our voters. Another thing that we've done in, in that sort of same reg regards or, or right is prepaid postage. Mm -hmm. King County, um, uh, on my behalf, Dow Constantine, our executive, uh, brought to the council prepaid postage earlier this year in 2018 to ensure that all voters in King County would have their return ballot paid for. And um, we think that that's really important in a vote by mail world is that um, it's it's a barrier, uh, perceived or not. People do not have stamps. A lot yeah, of people some people would even consider it a poll tax to have to put any kind of uh, money on a ballot. You Absolutely. Know, a stamp. Yeah. yeah, people. I mean, people aren't sending love letters yes. or, or paying their bills that way. A lot of people are doing that online. They just simply don't have. Um, a stamp and in order to get a stamp you have to locate a post office and more of those have been shutting down and um, also if you do get one at the store you've got to buy a whole book which mm -hmm. is pretty expensive for people especially that are on fixed incomes if it's our youth or um, our, our elders so uh, prepaid postage that was really exciting now across Washington State we have prepaid postage yeah. for this election. King County will continue to do prepaid postage. I will be in Olympia fighting for um, all of Washington State to have prepaid yes. postage, but I'm thankful to our executive and our council that we in King County will have prepaid postage. Another couple of things that we've done is we've replaced our tabulation system. So when we were speaking earlier about meaningful election results, that was really important to me, is that we increase the speed of our scanning system so that we can have more meaningful results on election night. We've broken our record as far as the amount of ballots that we've been able to post on election night in the subsequent days, and that's because that's we implemented a new tabulation system, state-of-the-art, where it's increased our ability to scan ballots by 10% even higher in some um, in some elections. And uh, we're using scanners that the United States Census uh, was used. Those forms uh, were put through the same machines in 90 million forms in 90 days. These are high speed, fast machines that are really able to uh, easily count voters' intent. And so that was also something that was really important to me to make sure that we had state-of-the-art, secure, federally, tested and vetted mm -hmm. and state approved election equipment here in King County. Um, when I got here, we were on XP. That's what our tabulation system was on. So we needed to replace yeah, that. Yeah. So that's really important. I think we're going to get to talk about it a little bit later, but something really near and dear to my heart is the voter education. Yeah, fund. that was going to be my next question. So tell us about the voter education fund. What is it and what do you use it for? So when I first was director here in 2016, um, I recognized really early that, you know, it's one thing for me, Cindy, to walk up to a voter or to knock on a door and say, you know, you, you really ought to vote. You really should be doing this. And, um, and I think what we really recognized was that people really respect their community organizations, their elders, um, those that have been um, in their community and entrenched in their community. And so for me just to walk up and tell you to vote, you might kind of go, who is she and why in the world would I do that? Yeah. Um, and so we really wanted to make sure that we had feet in the ground in our communities that were doing civic education, voter engagement, and encouraging people to get out the vote. And so what we're doing with the Voter Education Fund, um, which government doesn't often do, I think, oftentimes, is we are paying our nonprofit, community-based organizations to do nonpartisan um, get out the vote. Mm -hmm. 
So we do they do registration too. They or? do. They mm -hmm. do all aspects of it, and so um, we're providing grants uh, typically between ten thousand and twenty five thousand dollars. This is in partnership with the Seattle Foundation, a local philanthropic mm -hmm. group that we're partnering with. Um, so. We are able to support about 30 community-based organizations each year. We're on our third year doing this now. Uh, King County provides about $250,000, and the Seattle Foundation meets that funding. So we're putting about half a million dollars back into our community-based organizations, having them do voter registration, education about voting and what the vote-by-mail process looks like, as well as helping people get informed about candidates and issues through things like ballot parties and candidate forums, and then uh, ensuring and encouraging people to return their ballots and really utilize their voice. So this has been a really, really powerful program. We saw a 60% increase in voters that requested materials in the the four languages that we provide election materials in that we hadn't before. So, so that's that's a big increase. It's a huge increase. So what we w saw was that we provide all of our election materials in, of course, English, but also Vietnamese, Chinese, Spanish, and Korean. But voters weren't aware of it. So we really wanted to make sure that we did education out in our community that you can receive your ballot in um, one of those languages if that's your preferred language. And so we saw a 60% increase in that. We're seeing really creative ways that people are engaging and um, you know how we engage um, the Somalian community is different than how we're going to engage youth um, is different how we're going to engage the Latino com community and so it's not a one-size-fits-all and with an office that is larger with 65 employees still don't have the capacity to really get into each community and do the work that we know that we needed to do and it's been a really powerful um, a program that has had first-time voters um, immigrant and refugee communities. We focus anywhere from uh, people that are experiencing homelessness to people that are currently incarcerated, um, to low-income youth, um, to LGBTQ communities. So all sorts of community organizations are being supported to um, engage their respective communities in a way that makes sense for their communities. So the community organizations are in that community, so that makes perfect sense to empower them to be able to educate and inform voters. That's a, So you've mentioned the 60% increase in the voting language access census. Have you seen any other numbers about voter turnout or participation in elections? Are you seeing numbers increase after this program? You know, we're seeing, um, we're seeing uh, an increase in voter turnout. What's hard in elections is that when we do all of these things, it's hard to really point to one thing. So um, when you do more drop boxes and you do prepaid postage and we do the voter education fund, and luckily uh, we have some legislation that passed the democracy package for around voter registration mm -hmm. laws, it's really hard to point at one single thing and say that that has made the difference. And as we were speaking earlier, if there was a one thing yeah. that I could do, magic that would bullet. one yeah. magic yeah. bullet, yeah. I would yeah. do it. It's gonna take a combination of things. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that there's one single thing that will get us to that 100% turnout. It's going to take a lot of effort in different ways. And so the voter education fund, I think is just a very 
very complimentary program to that you also have to have conversations. Sure. You can do prepaid postage, you can do drop boxes, you can, you know, have new tabulation system, have the secure system, but you need to have conversations in communities. And so um, I think all aspects of these again is about removing barriers and increasing access. Well it's interesting peer pressure can be something to encourage people to vote. It's so sure if you can. see other people in your community voting, you're more encouraged to go ahead and vote as well. So I can see that there might be a ripple effect that we may not see readily. Absolutely. Um, and all those other things you mentioned, the voting access bills and all of that, and I've covered those before in the, on the program, is that it is hard to know which one exactly is going to do it because you're right. I think it has to be a combination of things, and we don't have to worry so much about what one thing did, but look at the combination of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about language access and mentioned some languages. Is there a plan to expand other languages as well? Absolutely. We are constantly looking at data across King County. I think what's really cool is that and um, we have a federal requirement for languages here in the United States. And so um, uh, that's federal section 203 that requires election jurisdictions across the state to provide materials in certain languages. But what King County did was a step above that, went a step further than that. Um, Councilmember Dombowski uh, led an effort to pass an ordinance a couple years back that we can look at all sources of data, not just census data, um, but we can look at uh, information from um, our schools. Um, from the Department of Health, mm -hmm. and that we're able to look elsewhere to see what is happening in King County and what languages um, would really help serve our community better. Mm -hmm. And so uh, due to that ordinance here in King County, we don't have to wait for the federal government to mandate us to do other languages. In fact, uh, Spanish and Korean languages uh, are provided because of that ordinance. So um, we're able to provide Spanish and Korean languages because King County said we need to do better than what the federal government mandates us to do. So with that, we look at data each year to see what languages we should be translating election materials in. And I've, I've fully suspect that in the next year or two, we will be adding additional languages. Mm -hmm. Again, it's also about community conversations. Some of the conversations I've had with sort of uh, with East, uh, East African communities is that um, maybe translation isn't always the answer. Um, sometimes that there isn't um, a, a population that actually can read um, the, the uh, language. They actually, it's an auditory language. So, so I think yeah, we yeah, can't make assumptions. Sense. And I think that that's really what it's about is working with communities about what, what is the need. Um, but we're really proud of the level of service that we provide in um, our other languages mm -hmm. and uh, look forward to adding more languages. Um, I think some of the languages that we're looking at are, are really starting to get to a number here in King County that we should be providing more materials in those languages. But at the same time, we have 178 languages being spoken here in King County. That's a lot. And People it's a lot. It that, is a yeah. lot. Mm -hmm. So when we when we move to add different languages, we just want to make sure that it's the right thing for, for those communities. Um, and here in King County, what we do as far as languages is we actually hire staff. They're full-time staff. They're part of the team that provide interpretation and translation um, in um, those languages. We believe that that's incredibly important to have those yeah, staff. Yeah, there's nuances to language that you can't just do a straight-up translation, you know, automatic. Absolutely. You need someone to be able to fine-tune that language. Right. Yeah. No Google Translate here. No, 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 that does not no, work. Don't no, ever do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. 
You're listening to Democracy Speaks. I'm your host, Cindy Black, and we're speaking with Julie Wise, King County Elections Director. We need to pause for a station break, but before we go out, I want to play a couple of voting songs. First up, Vote by Blazer Fresh, followed by Delight's Vote Baby Vote. Stay tuned for more to come. Vote! Democracy in the house and the city. Vote, vote, vote. Raise up your hands and vote, vote, vote. You better take a stand here. Vote, vote, vote. You can make the game plan. Vote, vote, vote. The future is in your hands. We had kings and queens We had to beg them if we wanted anything A dictator doesn't get elected, that's autocracy The people are in charge here, let's hear it for democracy Your beliefs really matter, it's important to express them Vote, vote, voting is the best way to profess them If nobody votes, then if you would decide Speak your mind with your vote, you would do it nationwide Around the nation Vote, vote, vote Raise up your hands in Vote, vote, vote You better take a stand in Vote, vote, vote You can make the game plan Vote, vote, vote The future is in your hands Vote, vote Raise up your hands in You better take a stand in You can make a game plan The future is in your hands It's in your hands You can vote for the government when you turn 18 But before that you can still vote for other things Class president or your favorite TV show What's eat for lunch for the greatest sports role Your voice can be heard All you gotta do is use it Tell a politician what you think I bet they'll listen to it Kids these days have a lot to say And the world of tomorrow is created today Do you have a point of view? Yo Who's repping it? Do you see my vote dance? Yeah, I'm high stepping in. Do you want to be the one who didn't speak up? What new ideas will you dream up? Do you ever think, hey, who made that rule? Voting is democracy's most powerful tool. Read about the issues and choose a favorite candidate. Hey, you may be a kid, but I know that you can hear the name. Raise up your hands, man. You better take a stand, in. You can make the game plan. Yeah, the future is in your hands. Who's gonna vote me? Tell me get a chance after you vote. Do the democracy dance. Who's gonna vote? Me. That's who.